We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. Stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other. Hold up each other's arms and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army. So we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride! Our soon coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Devils. Bible studies with Dr. June Knight. Okay, here we go. So let's all bow our heads. Of course, we don't use new, new international version. No way, Jose. We are King James Version. Uh, the King James Version, you'll have to hear the story, but I believe it's the closest to the truth because King James went through a lot. I did a whole study on King James in Bible college. So let me go ahead and get my Bible up here so that I can see any notes I wrote in my Bible. Let's see here. Let me get my glasses on. All right, here we go. All right, Joanna, hello. You sent me another address so I can mail you your free book tomorrow. That's awesome, sis. All right, don't get me distracted now, y'all. Just keep, come on now, let's get involved in the Bible study. All right, turn in your Bible now to Revelation uh, chapter 19. Oh, man, I wish you could see the notes on this one. I've got in here uh, the apostate church. 
the bride, angels, all kinds of stuff. Okay, we're going to get into this. Are you ready? Now, I, I prefer the King James, but I also like the English Standard Version and the Amplified, but mostly I love the King James Version. Definitely do not get the Israel, Israel 365. Do not get the Passion Bible. None of that mess, okay? Let's go ahead and get started. Here we go. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for tonight. We thank you for finishing the book of Revelation, Lord. How you are filling us with Revelation during this process. Lord, we ask you from the beginning to teach us, Holy Spirit, to bring this word to life and let us eat your word in this Bible study and you have fulfilled it so far. We thank you and give you all of the glory, Lord, for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you for giving us your word, filling us with your word, and imparting to us through your word. You are worthy to be praised, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bride, here we go. You ready? Okay, all right. We're on chapter 19 in the book of Revelation. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah. I got to sing that now. Hallelujah. 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 How many love that song? Salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. All right, bride, with this being in chapter 19, what is this telling you? This is right after the wrath begins. Right after the wrath. So he is saying, Blessed are you, Lord. Righteous are your judgments. True are your judgments. Remember, we talked about this on the Bible study uh, yesterday about how the angels, they all worshiped him and praised him even in the midst of judgment. Okay? Because God is holy in judgment and in not. Amen. Remember, we said, bride. We love him when he say yes, and he love, we love him when he says no. We love him when we suffer, and we love him when we rejoice. We love him in the good, and we love him in the bad. We're going to have to remember this, Brian, because if we're on that train, on that FEMA train, and we're in a camp, and we're all stuck in these places, we are going to have to remember to praise you, Lord. We're praising you, Lord. Even though everybody else around is miserable and sad, we're going to praise him in the midst of the storm, Brad. All right, so let's continue. For true and righteous are your judgments for... He has judged the great whore. Who is the great whore, Brad? Some people say 
it is uh, the United States. It does appear that way, the great whore, but it could also be the New Apostolic Reformation Church because they have definitely pulled the entire body of Christ away from God. But it could be America because we house the UN, we, we work on behalf of the UN, etc., etc. We are now, we know this for a fact that we're pushing the LGBTI agenda across the entire earth. So we are definitely causing people to whore after God, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication. Now that is true, Brian, because the Bible says we cheated after him with other lovers. Okay, so we committed fornication with other idols. Okay. And has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again, they said, hallelujah. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. She will be destroyed, Brian. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down. There we go again, Brian. They fell down and worshiped God that sat on the throne saying, amen. Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. When was the last time we heard that voice come out of the throne, bride? Was before the wrath, remember? Saying, praise our God, all you his servants, and you that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, Wow, can you imagine, Brian? Wow, wow. And as the voice of many waters, Brian, how many has been to Niagara Falls? How many has been to Niagara Falls? Raise your hand if you have been to Niagara Falls. Raise your hand in the chat room if you have been to Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls is the most amazing place. It will it will cause you to stand there in awe of God. Okay, I see. All right, so some of you have. All right. If you have not been, Brad, that is one of a wonder you have got to go see is the Niagara Falls. It is a, it's a sign and a wonder in the earth. Because when you're standing out there, it's like mighty, mighty rushing waters. It's like you can imagine what it's like coming out of the throne because it's like You know, just, I, it's hard to explain, but I stood out there and I cried, Brian, because the beauty of his holiness were, you know, just amazing. And when I read this verse, this is what I think of. 
because it says, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. For the Lord, is that something? Okay, so let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. How many out there lifting your hands in the chat is ready for the marriage supper of the Lamb? You are his bride. This is when you will uh, have the marriage supper with the one you really love, bride. Won't that be a day that will be when our Jesus we will see as we look upon his face. The one who saves us by his grace down on our knees is where I want to be. What a day, glorious day that will be. Verse 9. And he said unto me, Write. Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am your fellow servant. And of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Let me repeat this again. Because what have we been talking about for Christmas, bride, for you to do for your families? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Who is ready to prophesy this Christmas? Who is ready to declare the oracles of God? Who is ready to share your testimony with your family? Because remember, your story is for God's glory. Write your story to your family for Christmas. Write it down. Tell them how you got saved. Tell them what a wretched sinner you was. Then you turn around and found Jesus and how Jesus set you free. And tell of some miracles he did, how he fed you when it was impossible, how ravens fed you, how he paid your bills, how he wiped your brow at night, how he gave you dreams, how he talked to you, how he saved your life, how he healed you, how he fellowships with you. Write it down. Publish the works of God. Publish the glory of God. Put it down, even if it's 10 pages. Staple it. Put it in a pretty folder. Write on there, my life story for my children. 
buy you some little stickers. This won't cost you 10 bucks, Brad. Buy you some little stickers and put on there so pretty and put it to each one of your kids. Type it out, print it out, put it in a pretty folder, put pretty stickers on there, write a little love you note and put a little note in there to your children. Say, I remember the day you was born. I remember kissing you for the first time. I remember because, Brian, this is going to be your legacy. We may not be here next Christmas. And your kids who are in rebellion because the devil's lying to them or your family members because they are in rebellion and believe in the lie of the devil, they will look at your story. Don't do it digital because then you'll be feeding it to the beast. Don't put it out there. Put it in print so that your children, when you're long gone, they can look at your story and it will convict them because your story, bride, is for God's glory. I, I feel that so strong this Christmas. That is the best present you can give your family. So let's continue here. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So I say prophesy, bride, prophesy. Give God the glory. Don't be ashamed. There is no shame in your game. The Lord has set you free. Tell your family what God has done for you. Verse 11. And I saw heaven opened. And behold a white horse. We will ride in the armies of heaven. We'll be dressed in white. We'll be dressed in white. And we'll say, yes, Lord, yes. I love that song. It was so cool. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he does judge and make war. Did you know, Brian, that those that are persecuting us tell us that uh, we are warmongers. They call the Christians warmongers. See, they're the ones that want peace. The, the peace-loving, golden age, new age, hippie movement. That's the love fest that they've got going on, this false unity. So they call the extremists the warmongers. Verse 12, his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. Oh, I just want to cry, Brian. Help me, Lord, not to cry. Because when it said on his head were many crowns, I think about us, Brian, the crowns we're going to have. On the old rugged cross where my dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain so I'll cherish 
till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to that old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. I think about all the different ways the rubies, the diamonds that will be in your crown from all the different things that you've done on the earth, it builds up. And I remember praying with that 92-year-old woman, remember her from last year, from, her name was Ethel, and she was in uh, North Dakota. And I told you I was seeing that old rugged cross. She had uh, cerebral palsy, I think so. And we was holding hands and she would shake, you know, like that was part of her disease. And she would just shake all the time. And, and we was sitting there and I was singing Old Rugged Cross. We was looking outside at the beautiful blue birds. And I, I truly believe God gave her those birds to look at through the window, just like he did my mom when she had red birds. So I was singing about that old crown and laying it down at the foot of Jesus. And she looked at me just as sure as I'll get out. And she goes, do you think I'll have a crown to give my Jesus? And I said, woman, your crown's going to be so big, you're going to have to have a hundred angels to help you hold that crown. <laughs> it was funny. But I, every time I think of that crown, I think of her because you know what? She passed away on Thanksgiving. I think it was her uh, 93rd birthday or near it. It was on Thanksgiving Day she passed away. I was like, Lord, you're so great. So I can imagine her getting to see her crown and what it was like after being on the earth 93 years. Can you imagine? She was a beautiful lady. Okay, so let's continue here. Y'all got me distracted. You got me distracted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, so verse 12. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. Crown me with many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. You know what else this reminds me of, Brian? Do you remember when we all need... Uh, when we all get our white robes, the ones that are martyred. And do you remember the scripture that said, Jesus comes up and gives us a little white stone, a stone. And it has a name that nobody knows. How many remembers we talked about that in the Bible? So it's in, it's in the book of Revelation. How many remembers that? Raise your hand. And now look, the same thing happens to Jesus. It says here in verse 12 that his eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no one knew but himself. So Jesus knows this one, the name, his name there, and he knows the names on all of our white rocks. So, uh, okay, verse 13. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. 
How many knows that name? For his name is Jesus. There is no other name. All right. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. Who do you think that is, baby? Come on now. Who is it, bride? It is us. We are riding back with Jesus. Guess when this is, bride? This is the battle of Armageddon. Jesus is coming on his white horse, baby. And he's got a head full of crowns. Yes, it is. And he's coming back with his bride. How many is ready to ride? We will ride in the armies of heaven. We'll be dressed in white. We'll be dressed in white. And we'll say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So it says here, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in white linen. And fine linen, white and clean. Who is this? And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. This is going to be a sight our eyes will never forget. We are coming through the clouds. Picture this, Brad. This is why I do not believe in post-trib rapture. Because he doesn't come and take them up. We're coming back with him. It says right here. We are coming back with him. We're not going up then. We are coming back. Which means we're already there. Okay? So, it says right here that uh, out of his mouth, so what I was saying is, when it says out of his mouth goes a sharp sword and with it should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. So what that means, bride, is he is doing wrath. He is finishing the wrath when he comes out of his mouth is going to annihilate these people. The wrath will be poured out. Our eyes, bride, will see all this. And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. A lot of people say that's a tattoo, so thus it's okay for them to get tattoos. I don't know about that, but that's what they say. And I think of this song too. It says, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, glory, hallelujah. King of Kings and Lord of Lords, glory, hallelujah. Jesus, Prince of Peace, glory, hallelujah. Jesus, Prince of Peace, glory, 
Hallelujah. Y'all know that song? Okay, verse 17. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. Can you believe this? In the sun. And he cried with a loud voice saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Wow. That you may eat the flesh of kings. This is sad. And the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men. Oh, this is so sad. Both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. You know, it just come to me, Brad. This could be why they started the Space Force, because I really believe that what they're after is God. This is why they are after the bride to get her the bride together to get her campaign. And I believe that the invisible enemy is God. When President Trump held up the Bible, I believe that was the beginning of the great persecution towards the church. Ever since then, he did it right there where they changed the name of the street. Black Lives Matter. Now it's like the headquarters of Black Lives Matter. You can't make this stuff up, Brad. So I believe that the technology that they have is Luciferian. Okay? I'm talking about the global beast. This Luciferian technology mixed with all Elon Musk, space technology and all this, Bill Gates and whatnot, 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 that they think, really think that they are smart enough to be God Almighty, the creator of all the earth. Now, how are all these mighty men, how are they going to think when they look up and they see an angel on the sun, blazing heat, hot sun, declaring for the fowls to come eat them. We will see this. This really is the judgment of the Lord, the wrath of God. Our eyes will see it on this part. What a terrible sight that will be to see, Brad. Okay, and then, and he's had on his vesture, okay, King, Kings, Lord, Lord. Okay, verse 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. 
These both were cast alive ooh, into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. You know what this reminds me of, Brad? This reminds me of Korah. It's a, it's a semblance of what Korah did to Moses. Korah backtalked against Moses. Remember this. Korah had an army of people that was against Moses and his crew. So Korah, with all his pride, comes up there to God at the temple and backtalks Moses. Kind of like what these people are doing to Jesus right now. God comes out of the temple and those people pay a terrible price. They, the earth opened up and sucked them down into hell alive. Alive. It is horrible thinking about it. And it says right here, look, the same thing's going to happen again. Verse 21, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him who sat upon the horse, which sword proceeds out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Now, what this reminds me of is TBN, I believe, did a good, uh, back in their good days, they did a good a movie about this. What was it called? Something. Uh, but in the end, when Jesus come back, he was coming through the clouds and this sword come out of his mouth and like in an instant, bride, it was like he went like this with the sword. And it was like everybody was just cut in half. It was really... Their visual of that was pretty amazing, like how powerful it will be when Jesus releases the sword out of his mouth. Okay, let's go to Revelation chapter 20. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Now see, this debunks the New Apostolic Reformation's theology. Because most of their theology, a lot of them, since they don't have a book of what they all believe together in unison, everything is done you know, separately, so you have one group believes this, one group believes this, but they're all the same. They believe that we are living in the millennial reign now. I'm like, this is impossible because of this scripture right here. That old serpent uh, goes down to the pit for a thousand years, and then we do the millennial reign. The millennial reign is after the battle of Armageddon. The millennial reign is a good time on the earth. When the Jerusalem, you'll see in a minute when we read it, comes down out of heaven. So this debunks that. And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more until the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, 
he must be loosed a little season. In other words, his time is done for a thousand years. <coughs> and I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, Neither had received his mark. Here it is, bride, about the mark of the beast upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Who? Who lives with Christ a thousand years, bride? You do. You were chosen for this. What a glorious day this is for us. What a glorious time that God chose us to live in this moment. We get to be a part of this, the millennial reign. Let me read this scripture again. And I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded. How many knows that this great persecution that we're going into next year is going to begin beheadings? That is a part of, we are, according to scripture, we are given over to Satan. So we know this is our destiny as a church is to be martyred. You know, a lot of us. But, I want to encourage you of this, bride. Not until God says so. It doesn't mean that we just give them our bodies and say, go ahead and kill us. No, it's when God says it's time. There's a time to live and a time to die. God may want you to live as long as you possibly can through tribulation to win souls. He may want you to live until the very end when the rapture happens. He may want you to suffer and to go through that so that you will be, you may be martyred right there at the end, right before the rapture. In other words, don't think that you just want to be killed as soon as this thing stops so you don't have to go through any uh, any suffering for the next three and a half years or three years or whatever time is left. Listen, bride, you can do all things, even suffer. You can do this. The apostles did it. The apostles, every one of them was martyred except one. You can do this, bride. Remember what Paul said. The will of the Lord be done. His people. Meaning, whatever your will is, God. But I'm not dying until my time is done. I'm not dying until God says so. Because remember, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were cast into the fire. But guess what? Their time was not done. If Jesus wants to save you, he will save you. He will have that machine stopped. 
He will have the gates open. If God wants you to live, you will live. But when your time comes, glorify God when that time comes. You lay there and you scream freedom, you know. You lay there and you scream Jesus. Because you are about to cross over into the other side. You are within a fleeting moment of seeing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And then we will all be together over there on that golden shore. And we'll sit back and say, you know, you remember the day when we used to all get together on YouTube on that old devil's instrument. And we used to get on there and talk about what was happening out there. And then all hell broke loose. Do you remember that day? Yeah, I remember that day. Hey, hey, go over there, Angel, and bring me their book. I'd like to read their book of destiny. Let me pick somebody in the chat room. Okay, Dana. Angel, I want you to go up there and get Dana. Get Dana. I'd like to see Dana's book. All right, Dana. Hey, Dana, I want to know what happened to you right there at the end. So let me read your book, Miss Dana. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So I read old Dana's book. Wow, Dana, I can't believe you had to go through that. Wow. And look how God protected you, Dana. Look what happened. Wow. Dana's story is for God's glory. Just like Dolly. Let's pick Dolly. Dolly's story is for God's glory. All right, so let's continue here. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. Wow. This is the first resurrection. Wow, wow, wow. So the millennial reign is dedicated to God's chosen people. Isn't that amazing? Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. All right now, bride, this is you. Blessed are you, bride. Blessed Everybody turn to yourself and say, blessed am I. Tell your friends on the chat room. Say, blessed are you, Jonathan. Blessed are you, Sherry. Blessed are you, Mary and follower of Christ. And blessed are you, Lori and Rodriguez and Bonnie. Blessed are you, Barb and Michael. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. To answer questions, sure. Blessed are you, Lamp. Blessed are you, Brian. Blessed are you, Follower. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. That is what the word says. Every one of us, bride, we can be encouraged tonight. Because we are blessed. We were chosen for this. We were called for such a time as this. All right, so let's go to the next scripture. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, quarters of the earth. 
Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Because there is going to be people, I'm assuming, still alive through the millennial reign uh, that are going to maybe not be saved. I don't know because it says the lion will lay with the lamb, et cetera, et cetera. But the earth does get destroyed in fire, Brad. Verse 10, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Isn't that sad? And I saw a great white throne. Here we go, Brad. And him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to his works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Won't that be a sad day, bride? Every soul will be judged. Every soul. There is a judgment day coming, the white throne judgment. That's what it's called, the white throne judgment. That day is coming and every person that has ever lived will be judged on that day. And isn't that, won't that be something because those that are in hell right now will come out of hell to face God, to look at all of their sins, all the things that they've done. And they will be judged. That's the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It will be very sad. Let's go to Revelation 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there is no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down. Here's where it comes down. From God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. This, oh, what a day, bride. What a day that is going to be. Y'all know how I feel about the tabernacle. You know, because it is such a fascinating story when you learned how it was built with Moses and then how it was built with Solomon, the temple. Oh, man. Amazing, bride. 
Okay, so, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Let's see, okay. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right. For these words are true and beautiful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is the thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying, come here and I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. Oh, that reminds me of what Brock saw and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Wow. Oh, I can't imagine. And had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And in them, the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. See, Brad, that confirms to me that what I was thinking about the 24 elders is that. 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 children... And then the 12 apostles. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lies four square and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he, well, what does this sound like, bride? The temple. Remember how they built the temple? And he measured the wall thereof 144 cubits. Wow. 
You mean like 144,000? According to the measure of a man that is of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper. And the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third calcony, whatever that is, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysophrasis on it, the eleventh a jacinth, the twelfth an amethyst, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. Oh, man. Oh, bride, do you know what that's telling us? I am about to cry my eyes out. Whew, help me, Jesus, to get over this one. First of all, okay, I have to explain this to you, bride, what I'm seeing in the spirit. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to explain this to you. Remember when I explained to you about how God reveals himself through this word, remember? Okay, I told you that the first part of this Bible is God the Father. The first part is God showing, okay, this is who I am. I am that I am, okay? I have to, I want a relationship with you humans, but we have to have boundaries because I'm just so holy and I cannot be around sin. So I need you to understand my heart. So I have to give you all these rules for you to be able to have a relationship. So when you build the temple, the tabernacle, you are going to have to do it this specific way because I want it like heaven, okay? And then when you build the altar, there is a certain way that I deal with sin. So I need you to have the blood applied in certain ways for all these different sins. All right. So God reveals his heart, how holy he is, how he does want to have relationship with mankind and the value of blood, the value of the sacrifice for sin in order for God to be around humans. Then mankind, humans, could not do it on their own. They could not do it because they couldn't do it, Brian, because it was just too heavy. See, remember back then when the Spirit, it had to come upon people. The Spirit, whenever the power would come on, the Spirit would come on them, okay? Now, God had to divorce Israel because they kept cheating on him, remember? So then Jesus came. 
When Jesus came, he was born in a little manger. Jesus was born very humble, and he became poor for us. He walked around in the earth, and he learned how we was and how our habits was and about the temple and whatnot. And he began a relationship with God, and he began to pray to God. Remember? He began to pray to God. Remember him going off in the garden to pray. Now, when Jesus became the lamb that was slain, okay, he paid the ultimate price for his bride. You know, in the Jewish culture, the man had to pay a dowry for her. He had to give a price worthy enough to the Father to marry that bride. Jesus gave his life as a dowry to marry us. Do you understand? So when Jesus dies, he tells his disciples, he says, you know, basically Jesus upped the ante because he said, not only is there the Ten Commandments, but now you are being judged by the heart for the motives, basically. So I am going to leave so that you may see the third part of the Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. God has been revealed the Father. Jesus, the Son who gave his life, has been revealed. He says, now I have to leave so that the Holy Spirit can be revealed. The Holy Spirit is going to come now inside of you. You will now be the temple. Remember, Jesus told the Sadducees in three days, the Pharisees and Sadducees, he said, in three days, I will tear down the temple. This is what he did. When Jesus died, the veil was torn. See, the temple, bride, I feel the presence of God so much. The temple was the access to God. The temple is a valuable piece of information you need to know, bride. Because when the people wanted to have a relationship with God, they had to go before the priest. The priest had to do a, a sacrifice for their sin. The priest had to go in the Holy of Holies, had to go into the innermost part of the temple to talk to God on behalf of man. When Jesus came, it flipped. No more did you have to have a person to enter in the temple. Now, because remember the temple was made by hands and God dwelled in the Holy of Holies. Now, God reversed the plan into the human and said, now we are the temple. So the Holy Spirit now is going to be in your Holy of Holies. The Holy Spirit now is going to indwell inside of you. Now, you do not have to go to a priest. You do not have to go through another person to have access to God. Now, God has given you the ability to overcome in this day in what? The last part of the Bible. Because the Holy Spirit came to give you the power and to give you the fire 
to be able to overcome and to stand up against the beast and to obey God and do what he's called you to do. This is why God filled them with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues and with power, with fire from heaven. This is when you saw Peter walk out of the upper room and all these people get saved 3,000 that day because he was filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues and on fire for God. He was able to be an overcomer. And see, the Bible says there's actually two different kinds of tongues. One of the tongues is a prayer language between you and God that gives you the equipment you need to be able to carry this out to be an overcomer. So you give your most unruly member over to God, allowing the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you, inside your temple, to be able to have access through this gate. So when you speak in an unknown tongue, you are speaking the mysteries of God into the atmosphere to God. The Holy Spirit is praying for you and your world. A lot of times when you are filled with the Holy Ghost and you speak in tongues, you do not know what you're praying for. But you may have an understanding that you are praying for someone's salvation. You're praying for someone's healing. You're praying against an attack. You are praying spiritual warfare. You know these things when you are praying. You have these feelings. You get to know the Holy Ghost and you understand a lot of times what he's doing through you. There are times that people that pray in tongues will travail. They will go to war in the spirit fighting, praying in tongues. It's a supernatural spiritual warfare to speak in tongues. God gave the temple inside of us, the Holy Spirit to come in, fill us up from the top of our head to the soles of our feet in this temple so that we can fight, so that we can overcome. The Holy Spirit is being revealed now. So in the beginning, God the Father revealed. In the middle, Jesus the Son, the Holy Ghost, I mean, Jesus the Son revealed. Now it's the age of the Holy Ghost. He is being revealed. When the rapture happens, this will be closed. We will go up. The church, the Holy Spirit's days, the, he will have been revealed. The ones that are left, the wrath will be poured out. We are not called to wrath. The first half of tribulation is not the wrath of God. It is the mercy of God. It is the wooing of his church one last time. This is why we cannot be angry at God's judgments in this hour. Because when things start collapsing, when things start happening, we need to be the reasonable, on fire for God Christian. And we tell people boldly, not tickle ears type of Christianity. I'm talking boldly. We tell these people, repent for the kingdom of God is coming to you. The Lord says today, there is no more shadow of turning. There is no more fence to be walking on. The Lord wants you on fire for him. You are not guaranteed to live tomorrow. It is the mercy of God wooing his people back 
one last chance. And we have to realize that just like the angels do that we're studying, the angels know that the judgment of God, worthy is he in his judgment. Because people, you know, get saved. And that's what we want during this time. All right, so let's go. Oh, so what I was saying about this. Okay, so now we are the temple. The Holy Ghost resides on the inside of us in our Holy of Holies. Okay, and look what happens here, Brad. We get martyred. Jesus comes back. We have this battle. Then we're with him a thousand years. Then we have the Gog and Magog. Then the temple comes down. And then what happens, Brad? We have the white throne judgment. And then what happens? We live inside of God. He becomes the temple. It's a beautiful exchange. Think about it. What this sentence says right here, Brad. What a beautiful way. Because he will have been revealed to mankind. We know all of his character. We've, we're learning all of his different identities. Do you see what I'm saying? So when you read this scripture and it says, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple. They are the temple. We are going to be in them. See, right now they're in us. We're going to be in them. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did light it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth, where was that? And the kings of the earth, do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut all at all by day, for there shall be no night there. How many are excited to be in that city? I've got to sing that song now, Brad. I dream of a city called glory so bright and so fair when i entered the gates i cried holy the angels all met me there. They carried me from mansion to mansion. And oh, the sights I saw. But then I said, I want to see Jesus. 
He's the one who died for Then I bowed on my knees and cried, Holy. I cried, Holy. I cried, Holy. I clapped my hands and sang, Glory, glory to the Son of God. As I entered the gates of that city, my loved ones, all knew me well. They took me down the streets of heaven. The scenes, there are too many to tell. I There is Isaac and Jacob, Mark and Timothy. But then I said, I want to see Jesus. He's the one who died for me. Then I bowed on my knees and I cried, Holy, you're so holy. You're so holy, holy, I clapped my hands and sang glory. I clapped my hands and sang glory, glory. To the Son of God. You know what, Bride? I think about my mom. My mom died back in 2017, right? Remember I told you she died two days after President Trump was inaugurated. And oh, how I look forward to seeing my mom. She had four kids in a miscarriage. And she had four kids that were birthed. So I have four brothers and sisters up there. I just cannot wait to see. And all my mama's brothers and sisters have died except there's two left. But we get to see all these people. And then when we go to heaven, bride, 
we'll get to see one another. And then we'll get to walk on those beautiful, beautiful golden streets. Can you imagine? Like Brock's book said, oh, his book was so awesome last night. Remember what he said about the trees. See, that gets me about the trees because of what I know about trees and, and what God showed me about trees and the dreams about trees. He said that when Jesus walks by, that them trees open up and they bud out. They give God all of their fruit like in an ultimate ecstasy of joy of being around their Savior. And Brock said that he looked all around the tree. He was able to walk around and look around the tree. There was no darkness. <clears throat> there was light penetrating that tree all the way around. And it just, the leaves just expressed itself to Jesus. The leaves expressed itself. The, the flowers budded and just began pollinating everything. <laughs> I mean, the trees. And then he said that it made sense to him why Jesus cursed that old fig tree. Because if that's how they are in heaven and everything expresses itself to God, and he walks by the fig tree and it's all rebellious and it will not give up its fruit, he cursed it because it has an evil heart, you know, an evil side to it, I guess. Because Brock said when he was walking with Jesus in heaven that Jesus called a star in. And he said he was able to look in the star and the star had an expression to God. The star was so beautiful. And the star was reacting to Jesus. See? So anyway, what a day that will be when our Jesus we will surely see. And as we look upon His face, the one who saved us all by his grace. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's continue here. Lord, we're all off into heaven right now. <laughs> all right. Verse 26. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? All right, let's go to the last chapter of Revelation, Bride. Wow, wait, how long have we been live already? All right, so let's go to Revelation 22. This is the last chapter of Revelation. We made it, bride. All right, here we go. And this is actually my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. Oh, thank you, Miss Lynette. She goes, I'm sorry for your loss on your mom. Yep, I'm glad she knew the Lord too. 
Hello, Tenderheart. Hello, everybody. Thank you for hanging in there. All right, so here we go. We're on chapter 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Oh, I think about Brock when he talks about that mountain because he said that the waters that come out of the mountain, there's four rivers. He said they're so beautiful. I can imagine. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. Well, just like what Brock said about the trees yielding their fruit. Now I get it. Yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face and his name shall be in their what? In their foreheads. I'm telling you, bride, I want to do this. What do y'all say? Let's do this. When the mark of the beast is rolled out, what if we all took markers and write his name on our forehead? <laughs> I want his name on my forehead, sucker. You old devil. You are not taking this temple. You are not putting your name on my forehead and you're not putting your name in my right hand either. I want the name of Jesus and I shall not be ashamed. And there shall be no night there and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. And he shall reign forever and ever. <laughs> All right. And he said unto me, These things are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show you unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keeps the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things, and I heard them. And when I heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then said he unto me, See that you don't do that, for I am your servant, and of the brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, bride, this is for us today. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into that city as I am sure. 
the gates of that city. For without her dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loves and makes a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that hears say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. He which testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. So everybody lift your hands and say with me, Come Lord Jesus. And there you have it, Brad. We finished the book of Revelation, where we have a revelation of God. Amen. Author and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. June released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions, exposes the one world religion agenda, Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda, this book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system, this book's chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church, this book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment, what is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pot books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed.
be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. Jew's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.